Welcome to Founders Unfiltered by a junior VC. We are your hosts, Mazin and Aviral. Aviral, as a VC, you talk to founders all the time and people keep talking about vision. And Why do you think it's so important? Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. Actually, I think a lot of people think that vision is a vague term. People who have worked at large organizations or large companies and have risen through the ranks, they tend to not really think about this concept too much. I actually think that when you're starting a company and you are a founder, vision probably is one of the most important things. And there are three reasons why. Uh, the first is the vision really tells you where you're going to take this business in the future. The second is it's a great storytelling device for hiring very early critical people to your team. If you don't really have the big picture, uh, the vision of the company, it's very difficult to get people on board. And I think the third part is when you know investors come into the picture, you're actually selling a vision more than what you are because the company is really small, usually when they are pitching to early stage investors like myself, the vision is what is really being sold, right? It is how it will evolve. And I think you know the better way of looking at it is founders who have a vision, are thinking big. They're thinking the bigger picture, what is it going to be like? Not what it is today, but what it could be tomorrow and maybe after a couple of years. And that's why in this episode, we're speaking to Ankur, who founded this really interesting company called Nuclei, about thinking big. Ankur's journey began when he moved to Mumbai to study engineering. Coming from a small town, IIT Bombay and the opportunities that came with it was the first time he thought big. He started working as an investment banker after he graduated and he earned more money than anyone in his family had ever thought of. Ankur states that thinking big is both relative and incremental. After a few years in banking, he wanted to start his own business. He built a successful chain of restaurants in Pune, but soon realized that the restaurant business is not scalable. He wanted to build something even bigger. After a failed tech venture, Ankur joined as part of the founding team of Tapso, where he served as the chief of staff. Tapso raised some venture funding and was eventually acquired by Amazon. Ankur then realized that in order to think even bigger, he had to approach his next startup in a very different way. He then started Nuclei by focusing not on a problem, but on an industry. He spoke to his customers about their problems and then worked with them to solve the problem together. He was able to sell a vision and got paid upfront to build with his customers rather than building a solution for them. Please enjoy our conversation with Ankur about his entrepreneurial journey and how to think big. We'd love to understand your background, how your experiences influenced your business today and what really inspired you to start it. So if you can walk us through your journey before Nutri. Uh, Sure, sir. So I just give you a slight backstory as well. So I come from a small uh, city called Indore from Madhya Pradesh, from a very lower middle class family. And uh, like I think while I was growing up, my sister went to Bombay to do some course, and she figured out that you know there is a college called IIT Bombay, and people were talking very positively about it. She came back, like influenced my parents to make sure that you know I go after JE. Thankfully, I somehow got through, and like, it was the only objective that you know whatever department I'm getting in Bombay, I just take that and go there. So in department is respective. It was just the experience uh, 
which mattered the most specifically the change in or rather breaking of the glass ceiling for me coming from a small town uh, my english was not great at all uh, you know interacting with kids who had grown up in bombay looking at them seeing them speak fluent english was you know kind of gave me inferiority complex you know i i have to compete with these guys and they were so like they were so much better than me but that kind of fueled me that uh, i have to continuously change the benchmark so shifting from indore to bombay both from a city perspective both from a peers perspective in the college as well as from the benchmark shifts which came in terms of the competition or your peer growth so that helped me fuel that you know i have to work harder than everyone else to get to the next level and that has exactly been the thing which i have been changing always obviously i've stumbled and failed in between over the years but i'm just continuously looking for the next benchmark change now you have is not great at studies in college a six pointer but probably at the end of it again someone said that you know you should prepare for iams and you should give cat uh, did decently well in cat and got through in one of the iams but at the same time i also luckily got a job in deutsche bank which was paying insane amount of money so trust me like no one i'm telling no one in my extended family in indore had heard of those kind of salary numbers <laughs> my dad being a typical middle class guy was like uncle are you sure that this is a salary which they are giving you please get this in writing and he was also saying that are you sure you are not going to do anything illegal so get that in writing as well so like it was difficult to choose between actually it was not difficult it was very easy to choose between dorshay and uh, going and doing an mba because you know as i said lower middle class family amounts never heard of so i went and joined dorshay obviously we enjoyed that life for a couple of years then realized that you know if i have to achieve something else in life i need to change i need to grow etc etc again the job was not very satisfying and then i'm sure at least 90% of the people over beer talk about you know at some point of time starting a restaurant that's how the idea of rashar came and that's how you know we quit our jobs shifted from bombay to pune because bombay was expensive to start a uh, real estate uh, you know uh, business shifted to pune started a chain of restaurants did that for 5 years eventually it became a lifestyle business stumbled and failed a lot of times during those 5 years but it thankfully i think got a exit at some point of time any kind of exit is a good exit when it comes to any business and then moved on from there amazing and uh, was this around the time when fasos also was becoming pretty big in pune right i mean they also are from pune i'm not sure you know how big they were when you started but probably just like a couple of years before you so maybe you just tapped a, a very interesting market uh, did, did you see them around at that time correct correct so they i think started they actually started way before uh, like it was still a uh, uh, i think a lifestyle business for them they had one or two outlets i think they started sometime in 2003 or 4 or 5 if i'm not wrong but in i think it was in 2008 when they raised their big fund Uh, their first fundraise, and then started growing from there. So when we started, essentially they started growing around three years before that. Uh, obviously, they were an inspiration for us for sure. Like we looked up to what Passos was doing, how they were growing, what kind of growth strategies they were using, and you know we spoke to the founders quite often and learned from them. Uh, like 
pick their brain for what mistakes they did early on try to not repeat the, those mistakes and so on but yeah passos was a big inspiration for us and uh, i think after that your entrepreneurial journey continued you uh, worked on a you know b2b e-commerce company after that for a year or so and then joined tabzo before you know your present business you know how did it influence you so uh, as i said uh, the restaurant business uh, kind of became a lifestyle business uh, it was not growing fast enough it would always have a linear growth you can always go store by store by store and at some point of time you know we all came to realize that this is not what we wanted in life we wanted to grow faster than what we were uh, the rate at which we were growing at that point of time in i think 2014 15 and decided to move on from the restaurant business Uh, so i started like i realized you know i have to get into tech uh, whatever i do i have to build for scale so literally like this is the fourth business that i'm building and every business taught one or the one or the two key things on the basis of which we essentially made sure that at nuclear we won't repeat those same mistakes again so one of the biggest learning from the restaurant business was that you know build for scale uh, think big don't think small don't think local and that's what we are also implementing at declare that you know whatever product we build we have to think globally not just india we have to build for the global audience global geographies then i started the second business which was a b2b uh, platform in pharmaceutical space uh, there was no product market fit so i shut that down within 8 to 10 months uh, moved to bangalore because if you have to do anything in tech in india i think bangalore is a place to be uh, because of the market depth in terms of talent joint abzo did a had a good run which got acquired by amazon post that again you know while new, starting nuclei one other thing which i realized over the past three businesses was that we have to build something which is sustainable and is profitable from day one so whatever we do we have to always think about building a profitable business not burn cash and you know make sure that you know it lasts it doesn't you don't build to flip you make sure that your business lasts for good 10 15 20 years and to build such a business you have to think like that from day one think about the long term think about sustainability and always think about growing the business continuously so that's how it came about you were focused on profitability before it was cool and now it is what is in vogue because growth at all costs probably is out of the window for i guess the next couple of years if you could talk us through you know what nuclei does uh, you know our listeners would love to understand who are your customers what is the problem you are solving uh, so that we can then deep dive more specifically on you know how to think long term so before starting nuclei or before starting to build the product we did not have a product in mind we only had certain guiding principles in mind that you know we have to think global so don't speak only to uh, indian customers think like speak to multiple uh, customers across the geography take input from them think profitable so the customer we choose or the industry we choose needs to pay us money from day one so we need to run on the revenue we make rather than you know uh, raising funds burning cash and then figuring out profitability over the years so we narrowed down on three industries specifically banking telcos and uh, insurance and felt that you know these guys have the cash if we solve a big enough problem for them they will pay us upfront and started meeting a lot of people in these three uh, industries 
telco and this is like first half of 2018 telcos at that point of time were going through tough times and we and again like there are very few telcos across geographies soon realized that you know this is not the right time to target telcos uh, between insurance and banking when it comes from a, when it, when it when it comes to technology implementation insurance industry is probably a couple of years behind banking and therefore then we just focused on banking so we met around 100 odd banks uh, in a span of 5 uh, to 6 months across southeast asia middle east and india and literally built the product from one meeting to the next so had a general idea had a general vision of what we wanted to build went and pitched that asked the customer asked the banker to add value to it or essentially asked them what they would want more in the product and then build the product around it so instead of us building the product and taking it to sell to banks uh, essentially we built it with them and therefore the sales of sales part of it became slightly more easier uh, and like first three four customers essentially built the product along with us so it was not very difficult to sell to them so yeah that's how the product came about if you can deep dive a little bit more on your customers how how did you realize that the problem that you were solving was much bigger than probably what you thought in the beginning some initial days or initial you know years journey uh, if you can talk through that a bit as well that would be super helpful so initially we just thought that uh, probably we build something on the back end a kind of a api platform in one particular module which was the lifestyle bit supply all the apis in a single platform to the banks and then banks can take it from there but after meeting several banks we realized that banks uh, unfortunately also wanted us to build the front end so overall customer journey customer experience was also important for them and if they had to build it themselves uh, it will take them few months or maybe years to go to market so in order to make sure that our product goes to market as soon as possible we then took a decision on building both the front end and the back end probably took a hit from a scalability perspective but then built the front end with parameters so that it is at least you know partially scalable the other aspect which came out you know it was not just the lifestyle bit it was also the uh, investment side there was also the digital banking side there was also any third party api integration which the banks were interested in so our narrow focus on apis in a particular vertical essentially after going to market with several banks became a full fledged api platform now the banks are looking to us to integrate them build the customer experience and then go to market for their customers so we currently are the company which even if fintech or some other merchant approaches the banks for integration they redirect them to us so we integrate it on bank behalf and at the same time we integrate the partner on one side and distribute it to multiple banks so for them also it's very advantageous that you know they have to just take care of one integration and get distribution across so many banks how did you meet your co-founder co-founders how did you gel together and then you know started this journey so we were working together at abzo and that's where we met and you know realized that there is an opportunity here and uh, obviously it's not just the co-founders who are uh, very important it's also the whole senior team which you build along with you uh, which becomes important because at the end of the day one or two people cannot run the organization you need a core group of if it's a team of 100 or people you need a core group of at least 10 senior members to run the company so we have been lucky to get that senior team also along 
uh, our core focus has always been as i said earlier that you know we have to think long term so not just from a product perspective or from a roadmap perspective but also from a hiring perspective so we don't necessarily hire for the skill we are hiring for the right attitude so i believe that any skill set can be learned over a period of time but getting the right attitude in the team is very very important from a long term success perspective so that's what we have been trying to build around and hopefully that will work out in the long run so ankur let's dive into our topic for this episode which is thinking big and thinking long term what does thinking big mean to you the definition of big changes over a period of time and it changes from person to person it changes from from a person's uh, like time in their life as well i think it's all a question of whether the person is changing their benchmark or not for example maybe 17 18 years back my benchmark when it came to you know salary numbers was 1 lakh rupees a year because that was the maximum that i had ever heard of my brother i think got placed in uh, tcs uh, he i think got offered some 2 and a half 3 lakhs a year and that was like dream for me but then when i was graduating few years later 10 or 12 lakhs per annum was a different benchmark and today we are hearing different numbers so the point i'm trying to make is that these benchmarks keep changing and you have to expose yourself to the world to understand that there is a different benchmark there is a different level which you can go to starting a business in 2010 in pune a restaurant chain our objective was very very small that you know we want to quit our job and start a business be our own boss which was very myopic very immature again thinking back it seems immature at that point of time we thought that you know we were the studs we were the you know founders and we were doing very well and unfortunately that was not the case it was just our immaturity over a period of time we realized that you know we have to build a scalable business a linear business won't make sense that won't give us the satisfaction which we require the definition of success also varied from time to time so being in indoor you know being fifth in the class or seventh in the class was success like that was the definition of success that yes you know if you don't uh, get scolded by your parents it's good enough that's success for you but then you go to bombay you realize that you know there is a different level of success which is there and you need to achieve that so you start working towards that thinking big is the same thing so 10 years back my goals or anyone's goals like it's not just anyone's goals 10 years back were different today they are very very different why because you grow over a period of time you experience new things you have a different perspective on life you understand and learn from your mistakes and you know the number of times you have failed you learn from that as well so literally the number of times which we failed in the restaurant business in the b2b platform uh, even at tabzo learn from all of those things and that's when it came that you know we have to think bigger than what we have been thinking till date so probably i'll change the word from thinking big to thinking bigger from what you are doing today so today if you are targeting say 50 banks uh, in the next 2 years probably think someone needs to come one of my mentors needs to come and say that you know why not 100 why not 1000 and that's when you start thinking about a playbook to reach 1000 or start thinking about a playbook to reach 200 and you know maybe end up at 100 so that's thinking bigger than what we are doing today if we only target 50 banks in the next 2 years probably will end up at somewhere around 30 so 
you have to continuously force yourself whether it's an external stimuli or your self motivation internal stimuli to push yourself push your targets and keep thinking bigger and that's not easy to do like you said people sometimes need external stimuli to to kind of think bigger but what i found fascinating about your story with nuclei was how you were able to to pick large industries and talk to people up front and get them to pay you to build the product and build it for you i'm sure in order to do that you must have had to help them think big as well you had to sell a vision to them so can you maybe elaborate a bit on how did you even start off doing that because i can't imagine going up to a bank and saying you know give me money let's build something together <laughs> no of course i also did not do that so so there are three ways in which you can create value or earn revenue one is you can either go and sell a service two is uh, you can go and sell a product third and probably the most important thing in which we have been trying to do is sell a vision so while so while you are selling a vision you may not necessarily earn revenue immediately but you will definitely for sure create value and that value creation at some point of time will result in revenue so that is exactly what we did we went to all these bankers and sold a vision that this is where you are this is where you could be and we could deliver it for you and that's what you know excited them that's what you know where they felt that you know we are in their team uh, we are not a vendor for them rather we are a partner for them and we can build the product together and you know win from you know today to where we want to be so selling the vision aspect was very very critical and very important to you know build along with them if i would have gone and tried to sell a product to them i would have been a sales person i would not have been a partner and i think it's a, it's a subtle difference but that's what creates the distance over a period of time so we only sold vision today also if we have to you know build something build a new product line we only sell vision we don't sell the product we build along with them and i believe that's where you create the maximum value just to kind of elaborate on that a bit further do you also have to think long term when you're thinking big what's the kind of relationship and what does it mean to think long term you can't become big overnight so i think uh, this is uh, the these words are attributed i think charlie munger that at the end of the day you will get what you deserve and if you have to deserve something big it can't be built overnight you like it's it, the probability is higher in the long run you can win a lottery overnight but if you have to build something it has to last long if you have to build something big it has to be built over a period of time if you have to build a sustainable business my firm view is that it takes anywhere between 7 to 12 years it can't be built over a couple of years from a value creation perspective and that to for that to happen you have to continuously chase the next benchmark now you can decide to plateau after third year but then you won't be able to build something big so you have to continuously change yourself continuously tweak the product continuously come up with new product lines over the years only then you will be able to build something which will last and therefore the thinking long term bit and eventually only then you will be able to build something big so both of them go hand in hand you can't get one without the other you talk about how thinking bigger is an incremental process so and obviously your experiences have helped you get there uh, but was it easier for you to do it because you had the credibility and and you had kind of past startup experience 
how does somebody who's you know maybe doing that first startup think big i think it is very important to have mentors i think it is absolutely necessary to have external stimuli like i wouldn't say i am like very very self motivated no i require external stimuli and therefore having a group of mentors who will continuously push you is critical for me personally uh, it works differently for different people uh, thinking big did not come naturally to me as i said i was from a very small city uh, you know lower middle class family thinking big did not come naturally to me i had to learn it i had to acquire it and i'm still acquiring it it still doesn't come naturally i need external stimulus to push me to some for someone to tell me that you know you can go beyond this level and this is the next level which you should aim for so i think it's it's a very personal thing uh, everyone has to figure out who or rather what uh, motivates them which will push them into a particular action for me fear of missing out or rather fear or a certain amount of insecurity uh, works very very well for me so if i find myself in a corner where i am insecure i think that motivates me to you know not become insecure and you know grow out of there have that courage to grow out of that position and then work from there so i think it it, it it's a very personal thing but uh, one has to figure out to get out what works for uh, them personally for their thing makes sense and do you have any examples of startups that that you think have successfully thought big and executed on it oh of course of course like uh, i have a lot of respect having run the restaurant business uh, with a lot of blue collar employees i have a lot of respect for what swiggy has done i have a lot of respect for what uber and ola have done uh, building such massive businesses uh, which are riddled with regulatory issues which are riddled with you know huge workforce uh, and the efficiency and the pace at which they have built all these businesses uh, it's like it's, it's absolutely Uh, you know, uh, mind-boggling, and like I have huge amount of respect for all the people who work there and who have you know uh, put an effort to grow the business to the levels which they are today. So yeah, like those three uh, names come to mind. I think maybe we can deep dive a little bit more on you know higher level philosophy and you know truth and all these things. So I, I think the first thing would be any recommendations on books you have read or you have enjoyed. that people could read and learn more about this so uh, again like uh, from a genre perspective one has to learn about business i think uh, uh, poor chavis almanac uh, is up there like probably the best business book which i have read from a philosophical perspective i think guide to a good life helped me a lot uh, at a certain point of time in my life uh, made me realize that you know what is more important in life Uh, recalibrated my uh, goals or what i wanted to achieve so that's when i think shifted from wanting happiness in life to wanting freedom in life then the other thing other book which i probably most gifted by me is jonathan livingston's seagull so i think i i gifted to everyone young or old that that's one book which i wish i had read when i was probably 8 or 10 years old and uh, i provided it five or six years back but yeah these three books come to mind all all three books great in their own ways what's an important truth that very few people agree with you on i i know peter thiel has talked about this but what's that truth for you 
<laughs> good question and i put uh, you on the spot so <laughs> yeah good question i think like my view has obviously has changed over the years i see a lot of people probably this is because of the make of our society i see a lot of people chasing you know some sort of happiness in life and i was not different i was doing the same exact thing or probably chasing money i see a lot of people chasing money today and uh, i realized over the time that all those things were feeding into something else probably this is what i think today probably five years down the line if you ask me the same question the answer might be different but think uh, like achieving freedom in life uh, is very very important and that's what i'm chasing today so freedom to do a lot of stuff and freedom from doing a lot of stuff happiness and money probably money is a variable to do that into that into that equation and happiness will come if you have a lot of freedom on your hand a lot of people disagree or, or probably don't even realize this and are just uh changing money uh, or social status uh, in life at least the society which i see around me and that's where i disagree with most of it awesome this was a this was an amazing conversation ampul thank you so much for your time and now a quick summary of what we discussed with ankur the founder of nuclei ankur has always pushed himself to think bigger It's an incremental process and the notion of thinking big is relative. Ankur built a successful chain of restaurants but realized that this business is not scalable. He then tried his hand at a tech business and failed but soon bounced back with Tapso where he was part of the founding team. But Ankur decided to think even bigger. What was unique about his approach with Nuclei is that he picked an industry to work with, not a problem to solve. He then went and spoke to people about the problems they faced in the industry. He was able to sell a vision and build with his customers rather than for them. He worked with his customers to think even bigger than he could himself. However, thinking big is not always easy to do and does not come naturally to most people. Ankur himself talks about the importance of mentors and the role they have played in his journey. At times you need someone else to push you outside your comfort zone. Ankur also talks about the importance of thinking long term as it goes hand in hand with thinking big. You need to be able to think long term to sell a vision and as a founder you have to sell a vision to everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Founders Unfiltered. I've got a favor to ask you. Will you take a few minutes to review us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? Thank you.